life. <laughs> um, you know, we, we were in the book of Revelation, and uh, but I decided that what we needed was something a little bit different, and I usually do this at the first of the year, is, is preach on a vision for the church. Um, you know, we, we go through the John Wesley Covenant Renewal Service, and uh, we, uh, you know, talk about um, what God wants us to do in renewing our commitment. And uh, that's kind of what I want to do this morning is talk about that. And then we'll get back into the book of Revelation again next week. Um, but Ephesians chapter 4, if you'll turn there with me. Um, probably one of the greatest statements on the working, the purpose and the workings out of, of what the church is for and, and, and why the church exists. Ephesians 4, verses 1 through 18. <clears throat> and it says this, I therefore, a prisoner for the Lord, urge you to walk in a manner worthy of the calling to which you have been called, with all humility and gentleness, with patience, bearing with one another in love, <clears throat> eager <clears throat> excuse me, to maintain the unity of the Spirit in the bond of peace. There is one body and one spirit, just as you were called to the one hope that belongs to your call. One Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of all, who is over all and through all and in all. But grace was given to each one of us according to the measure of Christ's gift. Therefore it says, when he ascended on high, he led, he led a host of captives and he gave gifts to men. In saying he ascended, what does it mean but that he also descended into the lower regions of the earth? He who descended is the one who also ascended far above all the heavens, that he might fill all things. And he gave the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, and the shepherds and teachers to equip the saints for the work of the ministry, for building up the body of Christ until we all attain to the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God, to mature manhood, uh, to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ, so that we may no longer be children tossed to and fro by the waves and carried about by every wind of doctrine, but by human cunning and by craftiness and deceitful schemes, rather speaking the truth in love, we are to grow up in every way into him who is the head into Christ, from whom the whole body joined together, held together um, by every joint with which it is equipped, when each part is working properly, makes the body grow so that it builds itself up in love. Now this I say and testify in the Lord, that you must no longer walk as the Gentiles do, in the futility of their minds. They are darkened in their understanding, alienated from the life of God because of the ignorance that is in them due to their hardness of heart. Let's pray again. Lord, we just ask God that you would add a blessing to the reading and to the hearing of your word. Father, let it go forth and not return void. And it's in your name I pray. Amen. We live in a world full of disunity. Um, political divisiveness threatens our world continually um, in, in many um, changing ways. 
And, it, and it's unfortunate that, that um, politics has seemed to have infected everything. And, it, and it's all due to authoritarians who continue to seek their own agenda. It's, it's, it's been coming through our institutions here in the United States for a long time. But all this political divisiveness is, 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 is um, causing disunity among people, and it's even causing disunity among believers and the church. And, and it's one thing to have an opinion on something, and, and I, I understand that. It's one thing to have a political opinion on, on um, who you think the best person uh, should be as far as politicians go. Um, I, I used to be um, very much so uh, held to the idea that, okay, if I'm going to vote for someone, that they had better be a, a, a devout Christian. And they had better be... <clears throat> um, you know, someone who, uh, who upholds the Bible and those kinds of things. And I, I feel like in some ways I've kind of given up on that. And I've become more of a pragmatist. Um, because, you know, th th there's so much um, <laughs> divisiveness out there that, that, it, that it's hard to find uh, someone who is, um, you know, just a solid Christian leader. It's been hard. Our country is drifting away, you know, from its moral foundations. And I think that that's the reason why there's such disunity. You know, <clears throat> we're all about party and, and, and not about what's best for people and, and, and even what's best according to God's Word. But, but even, you know, even in our entertainment, even our hobbies are, are being taken over by these, this authoritarian idea, these authoritarian ideas. You have to have it this way or the highway. You've got to have it our way. And, 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 and what's coming out right now from these authoritarians is, is all this idea of, you know, we've we got to dismantle our, our, our institutions because they're, they're inherently bigoted or racist or um, whatever words you want to use. <clears throat> but but all, it does, all it's doing is, is creating division. And, and I think the church itself is, is what was designed to be a safe haven from those kinds of things. The church is, is supposed to be about coming together in Jesus Christ, not pushing our own agendas or our own opinions, but looking to God's opinions and trusting in Him and having Him as our moral foundation. And only in, in the person of Jesus Christ can we find unity, e even in the midst of our diversity. Y unity doesn't mean that we all agree all the time, or that, that we all hold the same opinion. It's just that we, when we have unity, we, we recognize that, 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 that we're together in Christ, and we have that one Lord, one faith, one baptism. So I think, you know, Paul shows us what the purpose of the church is. First, it, you know, it, it, it's that, it, that, it, that we're, we're established to be Christ's disciples, which means we've got to be Christ-like. But, but, and then being Christ-like is what leads to that love and unity. Now, <clears throat> he talks about here, he uses the language of the body, saying that, that we need to be um, grown up in Christ. We need to reach um, uh, this sort of... Uh, a mature manhood, so to speak. I don't know if I like the word maturity here so much, as much as I like the word um, completed, or even the word perfect to a certain degree. Not, not perfect in that um, every area of my life is exactly like God, or that 
um, uh, I, I, I'm free from any mistake or error or sin, but perfect in the sense that it's come to this, this idea of, of a completion. Uh, the idea of, of completeness. It's not that we are just growing up. It's not that ju just that we're um, becoming mature people. Uh, I always think back to um, Stephen Covey's book, the, the, the Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. And one of the things he says, if, if, if you want to achieve uh, maturity you know, in your life, you know, that, that's one of the um, habits. He says usually people progress from dependence, a lot like a child is dependent, then they move towards independence, and then they move back to interdependence in order to uh, be uh, mature functioning people in society. Well, that's, not what I, I, that's not what it's talking about here. Or some people talk about um, psychological maturity. That, 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 that my, my, I'm a well-balanced person in, in my mind. That's not what we're talking about here. Or, or that um, you know, I, I'm growing even what I would call spiritually in my spirit. Um, uh, to me, Christianity affects everything, not just your spirit. But it's talking about, it says that we are to become, and the standard is, to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. The measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. Our goal as believers, as we grow in Him, is not just to become mature people, or emotionally stable people, but to become like Jesus Christ. <laughs> to become like Him. To be like Him. Because he, he is the one that suffered and died for the sins of the church. And He is the one who is the head of the church. And He, he is our example and our guide. And He, he, he has called us out of, of sin and darkness. If, if, if we're a believer today and we've accepted that, He's called us out. I mean, through His own sacrifice of Himself, He has made a way back to God. And, 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 and because He Himself is God, He is also our example of what God is and what God wants us to be. It means that we put off our sin and seek to love God as others did. Why? Because, because we know sin is wrong. Sin is disobedience to God. And Christ suffered and died for those sins for us. So that we can be sons just like him and as Paul says elsewhere with joint heirs with Jesus so that, so that we, 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 we can enter into God's kingdom and, and, and reign with Christ on high in order to do that we've got to become like him and you say well Jesus was perfect <laughs> he was perfect in every way how, how can I be like Jesus Jesus was the divine son of God who never sinned how in the world can I be like Him? Well, we cannot be exactly like Jesus in, in the idea of, of His divine perfection. I mean, He, he, is, he, he is God. But what we're talking about in our sense of, of um, love, I guess is the way to put it. Because Christ Himself was nothing but love. He loved others. He loved the world so much that He gave his own life for it. I just did a taught a class um, to my uh, students in, in the Hagrid School of Ministry. 
That's our denominational school. And the passage I picked out is Mark 10, 35 through 45. And at the end of that passage, Jesus gives his, his great purpose statement um, in Mark. He says, For even the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many. Um, in, in other places, in the book of Matthew, Jesus is asked, you know, what, what are the, the Lord comes and asks him, what are the two greatest commandments? And Jesus says, you know, the first is to love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind, and with all your strength. Uh, I think Luke adds, adds a mind and strength there. But you're to love the Lord your God with all of your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, with all your strength. He says, and the second commandment also is to love your neighbor as yourself. <clears throat> now, Jesus is our example in, in both this idea of self-sacrifice self -sacrifice on behalf of others, but also that, what that means is love. Love. To reach the stature of the fullness of Christ means that, that we love others even more so than we do ourselves. And that, that we love God above all else. That is the goal of every believer. That, that is what the Bible calls, that's what John Wesley called, for example, the founder of Methodism, he called that uh, Christian perfection. Christian being the operative word there. Not that we become perfect and that we never do anything wrong ever again. <laughs> or that, that we reach this state where we can never fall again or never sin again. But Christian perfection is, is coming to, so um, far into God's love that, that, that we're able to love Him completely with all of our heart and soul and mind and strength and to love our neighbor as ourself. Love is His measure of perfection. Not our performance but what is in our hearts. That, 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 that's reaching the stature of the... I mean, that's as far as we can go in this life. It, it is to love. That is the standard that God has for us. That is the example that Christ gave. Christ gives us the goal. To be like Him means that we love God with all of our heart and soul and mind and strength and we love our neighbor as ourselves. That's what we want to reach. <clears throat> and so to reach that goal, I mean, first of all, Christ sacrificed himself so, so that um, he, he provides the atoning um, for us so that we can come before God again. His atonement wipes out the sins of the past and transforms us in the present so that we can love him. But as we continue to grow, Christ, through His Spirit that He gave us, continues to help us to uh, be continually transformed, to be continually renewed, to be continually moving forward toward the, towards that goal of Christ. Now Paul often said, well, I haven't attained perfection yet. He says, but I am moving towards it. And I, and I think everyone ought to be at least moving towards it. And then Paul also said, as many of you that are perfect, you know, continue on in that, he says. He, he, he did believe that, that some people could be perfected in God's love. Again, not in the sense that I never sin again, 
Not, not, not in the sense that, that, I, that I'm impervious to anything. Not, not, not in the sense that I can't, that um, uh, I, I never make a mistake again. But in the sense that um, I have reached the goal of the standard of Christ, which is love. I'm able to love God fully in my heart, and I'm able to love others. Perfection carries the idea more, more of completeness. My whole heart sold out to God. And so what does Christ do? He also gives gifts to the church. And what are the gifts that he gives to the church? He says he's called some to be apostles, some to be evangelists, some to be preachers, some to be teachers. He gives a whole list of people here that he has um, called into different types of ministries to help people in, in the church grow in, 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 in their stature, moving towards the example of Jesus Christ. In fact, the church, I think one of its primary reasons it exists is, is, is to um, bring people together in worship and so that they can grow in their faith through discipleship, through teaching. And so, you know, the, the purpose of, of the church coming, the great purpose of the church coming together is, is that we help each other along towards this goal of being Christ-like. And so everything that, that we plan, everything that we do, I think, should be centered around those things. But here, here's the question. You know, if, if Christ has, has provided these gifts in the church, if He has provided pastors, evangelists, teachers, leaders elders, whatever that, uh, you know, we might think. You know, Paul gives a specific list here, but I don't think he meant it, meant it to be exhaustive. Then, then why would I, as, as a believer, not take advantage of these things within the church? There are so many Christians today who um, are, are, are professing Christians who say, I, I, don't, I don't need the church. Well, let me tell you something. The church was established by Jesus Christ, and I mean church with a capital C. This local body is, is, is a small representation of, of, of what Christ established. It is. And, 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 and we're not, I'm not just talking about the building here. The building is nice. We have a great facility to come together in. We're talking about the people, believers in Jesus Christ. We, we are a small local body where we're part of the big C church that Christ created, the body of Christ. Many people think that they can exist outside of that as a believer. And I'm telling you, what's going to happen is, it, without, the, without the church, you're going to slip away. I'll even say this. I know Christ is the Savior, but there is no salvation that, out there without the church. And what I mean by that is, not, again, not, not just this building and not, and not just this local congregation, but church with a big C. Somebody had to come and present the gospel to these people at some point in order for them to come to a knowledge of Jesus Christ. Some believer who was plugged into a church somewhere, plugged into the, the body of Christ, you know, um, not just through faith, but, but through a local church, somebody receive the gospel from somebody else. 
There is no salvation apart from Christ, and, and neither is there salvation completely cut off from, from His church. There's no such thing. The call of Christ is to bring people into the church. And, and the local church should be a, a, a reflection of, of Christ's body. And sometimes the church itself gets caught up in these, these political divisions and disunities and things like that. But that's why we've got to keep Christ as our focus, not politics. Christ as our focus. Christ is the one who suffered and died for us. Not Joe Biden, not Donald Trump. <laughs> I'll just say it. Christ is the one who died for us. And the only way that, that we're going to bring any kind of healing and unity in this church is by turning our hearts completely towards Him, seeking every opportunity we can to learn from the gifts that He's given us. Pastors, teachers, whatever. Getting together in the church for fellowship. Getting in together for the church for discipleship. If you want to grow in Christ, you need to get involved in the church. And we need to be fulfilling the purposes of the church. One of the gifts that he gives us is evangelists. But all of us are called to be evangelists in some way or another, telling other people about Jesus Christ. Being examples of Christ to them. And, and, and by us being examples of Christ to, to other people, we might just be able to put an end to some of this division that's going on. If, 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 if I'm a believer and I've, and I've grown up in Christ and, and um, I, I, I've experienced His love and His love is in my heart, especially that love of neighbor. So when someone comes at me with their political opinion, you know, I just, you know, I, I, I love you, brother, you know. I know a lot of you here, you know, may not do social media, but, but Twitter has become a cesspool, so much so that I just forget it. I'm done with it. Because there are so many people on there, you know, it's one thing to disagree with something somebody puts out there, some statement. It's another thing when you start attacking people personally for who they are, what they look like, and, and those kinds of things. Insulting their mamas. <laughs> it, it, it's so ridiculous. And I said, you know, for my soul, I had, I had to get out of it, my own soul. I'm not saying that you have to, but for my own soul, I had to. But, but, but one of the best things we, we, we can do is show love to people who, who come up to us and, and want to force their opinions on us. And, and we offer them the truth in love. You know, we, we don't have to... I mean, we can give our opinions to someone without spewing hatred. But the real example of Christ is for us to show love of neighbor. <laughs> we love our neighbors as ourselves. And if we do that, we'll truly attract the world to Jesus Christ, which is one of the other, other main purposes of the church, is to attract others. Coming together for worship... Coming together for discipleship, seeking to grow in Christ, telling others about Jesus, and seeking to bring them into God's kingdom. Because the, the church of Jesus Christ is the only salvation in this life. The church is the ark of safety in the world. At least until God's kingdom comes and is fully established on earth, But by that time, it'll be too late for those who don't believe. 
But the church is the ark of safety in, in, in this world, in its current fallen condition. And we need to make it a place of safety. We need, we need to be a safe place. Everybody's talking about safe spaces. Um, and I, I don't like that term because it connotates this idea that nobody can have an, one, but one opinion. That's not, what, that's not what a safe space is. A safe space is where we come and, and, and we let our opinions lie where they do and come together and worship Jesus Christ, who is the only one that matters. And his, his opinion is the only opinion that matters. And us building, building up in love is the only thing, is our only goal. Building ourselves up in love to love others, to love God. And, and we have God's Holy Spirit to help us too in this. It's not that we have to struggle on our own to love others. It's not that we have to struggle to, to do what God, God's will is for us. He has given us His Holy Spirit who is the agent of transformation that helps us to reach these goals. And He is with us. Lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the age, He said. His Spirit is with us to help us along in these things. So what does this look like? What, what, what is this um, being um, fully in, in stature? I've talked about it a little bit. To, to be, to be the, the, the measure of the fullness of Christ look like. Well, for adults you know, who, who want to be like Christ, for us as adults, it, it's seeking again every opportunity to learn from those God has gifted in the church, in teaching and in discipling, uh, all those things. We need to avail ourselves of worship. For adults who are parents, it means being an example of Christ to our children and showing them that to have love for God, or show them how to have love, love for God and for others. We have, we have to be an example to our, to our children. Parents have to have to go and 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 you know not just rely on the church on Sunday once a week for for their kids' benefit, but to live a life of Jesus Christ before them. And and to teach them in the home, disciple them in the home. What about kids, teens, <laughs> in their life? It means being an example before your friends and your peers. Not letting yourself be um, pressured into to conform to every uh, piece of culture that's out there. I'm not saying you can't um, enjoy things in culture, but just don't let them control you, for goodness sake. Don't let those things be the, the uh, thing that, that you seek after in life. I mean, I have all sorts of hobbies. <laughs> I have all sorts of things that I like. I have I have uh, you know friends you know that that like some of the same things I do. Um, as I get older and older, I'm beginning to realize how uh, immature some of the things I like are. <laughs> I think I think some 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 other people. Um, I'm going to be 50 in a few weeks. Um, I have moved moved on some of the things that I, from some of the things that I liked um, when I was younger and I, that I still like. But for the most part, you know, I have I have friends and things that, that they like too. And but I, but you know, my advice to young people is don't let those things control you. Don't let them press you into doing things that you don't want to do. But instead, show them the love of Christ that's in your heart. Be be compassionate to them. Be forgiving to them. 
Try to lift them other up, each other up rather than tearing each other down. Especially when you get on social media and those kinds of things. Try to, live, try to be positive. Try, try to lift them up with the love of Christ. But take every opportunity that the church has for fellowship, for worship, for, for discipleship, for teaching. Um, and and it's, that's easy to say now. But, but last month, it, it, was, it was terrible. Um, I, it was terrible for me because I, I learned from people in the church. You know, when we gather on Wednesday nights to have discipleship, I, I hear a lot of wonderful things from, from that group. Or you know, even our Sunday night Bible study. I lead it, I teach it, but I get some great insights from uh, that, the Bible study that, that we do. And I've, I've missed those things myself. We need to miss these things so much that, that we want to become part of them again. For not, not, not just for our own benefit, for, for our own um, growth in Christ, for, for, for our own coming into this um, uh, thing about love. And, and then, you know, the, the goal of all this again, the love of Christ, what it does is it brings us together. Whatever our opinions may be, whatever those things are, it brings unity. Disunity is of the devil. Divisiveness, divisiveness <laughs> is of Satan. But we need to come together in the name of Jesus Christ and allow Him to build us up to be loving people. And not just any kind of love, but that self-sacrificing love. First for those in the church and then for those out in the world. So as we look at 2022, 20, <laughs> the rest of this year, I, I, know, I know we've missed the first 30 days, 31 days of it by not meeting, <laughs> so to speak. But from here on out, let, let's look at the rest of 2022 and think, you know, I want to grow in you, Christ. I want to grow more loving. I want to be more like you. I want to bring an end to some of this division that's out there. Not by picking one side or the other or trying to... My vote may change things, but it's not going to ultimately solve the problems in our country. My vote should be for Jesus Christ. <laughs> for putting Him first in my life and making sure I'm doing the things I need to do. Let's stand.